Hello everyone, I'm Debbie Terry with Barefoot Hope Podcast and today I have my guest Lori Keevil and Lori's going to be sharing her story with us and giving hope to all who listen. So, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. good. It's good. such a pleasure to be here. Thank you, it's so good to have you here with us. I can't wait, so we'll get right into it because okay. I know the Lord shared some things with you on your heart and um, I don't want to take up any time away from that. I do have a verse that I want to read you very quickly. And um, this is something the Lord laid on my heart before you got here. It's um, Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Mm. There you go. You know, so I know we're going to be coming up on Mother's Day. And that is not always an easy date. For me and so many others and and people out there in the world we just want to share with them some of our thoughts and some things that the Lord shared on our heart so mm -hmm. we can give them some hope and some just take some of the shame and the grief and the guilt away that comes with this holiday I know for me I lost my mother at 26 years old so I, until I got my own daughters, it was never, you know, a good holiday per se. But um, certainly for those of us now that may or may not have our daughters around and for those that don't have children or in situations um, that happen with miscarriage or death of a child, it's just a grief that we need to discuss and get out there. And I'm so grateful yeah. that you're here with us today. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's it's time to be real. It's yes. time to be raw. Mm. And, you know, Debbie and I were joking when we yeah. came in, when I came in, because I didn't know that this was a video. <laughs> you earlier that if I had to name this podcast I would name it when Mother's Day sucks there I mean go. it's real and it's it raw and and it's it can be you know for mothers who have I know for me it, it took years to be a mother and so Mother's Day for me is is so precious now yes. because I don't take it for granted and I know mm -hmm. what it's like to walk through all those seasons without a child and trying to get pregnant and losing babies and all those things. So for me, um, now Mother's Day is is a very sweet day for me. It's joyful. precious. It's joyful. Mm. Um, but for so many years, you know, it wasn't. And, mm -hmm. and the problem with this is, is I think that for, you know, when you think of Mother's Day, you think about, the mother who has, you know, the Pinterest mother yeah. uh, or the Instagram mother. Who is there really is just, a mother out there? I just want to know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I was never that mother. I don't think so. No, no. But, but you know, you can look from that from the outside looking in and you see a mom who has got kids that adore her 
and you know, a husband that adores her, and they're all singing her praises on Mother's Day, and she gets breakfast in bed, and, uh, you know, it, it, she's just, oh, on Mother's yes. Day, you know, and for those women that have that, I um, mean, like, we celebrate you, yes. we celebrate you, we and do. we join in on yes. your excitement, and all the good things that are happening in this season mm -hmm. of your life, um, but today, we also want to speak to moms who so many times feel forgotten yes. and feel isolated. Mm. And, you know, we, we discussed um, about when, you're, when your kids are estranged from you. Yes, alienation, whether it be or just any kind of situation mm -hmm. where they're away. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, it's so important to remember that that is not something you need to be ashamed of. Exactly. It is not something that should label you as a mother, even on Mother's Day, you know. Right. It is important because God wants us to celebrate. He wants us to celebrate a life. Uh, for me, right. mine was two lives that I was not supposed to be given. So for Mother's Day for me, I had to turn around and make it different when I didn't have my daughters with me. I had to make it to where I enjoyed celebrating them being alive, right. being with me on this earth, regardless of what the situation was that kept them away or whatever, wherever they were, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, and God just showed me a grief about all that. And we were talking about that, the grief that happened and how he led me through that grief and how he took me to the other side of that grief because I had to fully surrender my heart to get there though. Oh, um, yeah. You know, so... It's just so important, and once you surrender your heart and he takes you to the other side of that grief, you can live a full, happy life, yes. regardless. Whether your daughters or your sons or your children are sitting right beside you or whether they are away somewhere, you still have a peace mm -hmm. knowing, you know? Yeah, and it's just a peace that you, you can't describe, and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's not, I've never walked through that, you know? Yes. I don't know, I, I can... Um, have compassion. Yes. But I don't understand that. Right. But, but you know what I do understand is that with him there is always hope. Yes. Absolutely. And, and, and mm -hmm. we can celebrate that together. Yes. And, and with infant loss, with miscarriage, with mm -hmm. alienations, with adopt, uh, you know, fail, uh, adoption failures, yes. with, oh my goodness, with women who have abortion wounded hearts yes with mm. women who have placed their babies for adoption yes. i mean i also have a situation where i'm estranged from my mother by my choice yes because it's a toxic relationship right. and it's and it's not good for me and it's not good for my kids mm -hmm. so it's been difficult because i've grieved my mom while yes. she's still alive yes. and there is that sadness not having you know my mother be who I hoped that she would be. That's right. Um, but I, you know, the, but God restores, and He's given yes. me, He's given me a lot of spiritual moms, mm -hmm. um, and He fills that he hole does. with love. He does. You know, he totally that you does. cannot. Yes, if you allow Him to do that, He will absolutely fill that space. Yes. There's lots of children out there that don't have their mothers this Mother's Day, and they are out there well and alive. And they have nothing to do with them, you know. And it's the same thing on Father's Day. But we cannot sit 
and just stay angry with God. We have to be healed from that, mm -hmm. you know. We have to be healed with the wholeness of God's love in our heart mm -hmm. and allow Him to work that out. Because sometimes it's not really like in the alienation thing I learned with my daughters, it wasn't really my problem to fix. God was working on their hearts and is mm -hmm. working on their hearts. So there's nothing that I could do or say that really would help that situation. Mm -hmm. And when God showed me that, I was able to surrender and be like, okay, they're yours. I don't know what I was thinking. I gave birth to them. But as he says, they're only yours for a little while. They're mine. I can do by far greater with them and love them more than you ever could. So with that being said, we just know that it's a peace mm -hmm. as a mom that even when I'm not able to be there or I want to be there and don't need to be there, then God's just holding up that whole situation and that hedge of protection is around those children, mm -hmm. you know, or those adults that are now grown, you know? So oh, it's yeah. so good. It's so peaceful. Yes. And, I, and I think what we fail to remember as a society is that you have to go through the stages of grief mm -hmm. and, and it's ugly yeah. and it stinks mm -hmm. and nobody wants to go through it. Mm -hmm. And, and actually I, I kind of didn't go through the stages of grief for, for many years right. with one of my, one of the seasons in my life. And it really caught up to me later because I didn't, oh, I yeah. didn't fully grieve it. That's right. And I didn't realize I had bitterness until mm -hmm. all of a sudden one day I was just like, Oh, wait a minute. Why do I feel that way about this group of women, you know, mm -hmm. with mine, it was, you know, I just remember always wanting to be a mom. Yes. It was that yearning. It was that mm -hmm. feeling like if I could not be a mother, then I just, my life was not worth living. Mm -hmm. Like I had not to. Not existed. Exactly. It I was had a purpose. To. It was. It was a purpose. <laughs> it was real. a purpose that we wanted to fulfill. That's yeah, correct. I, I felt the same way. Yeah. I mean, I was told early on that I would not have children mm -hmm. and more than likely would never carry a child. And my two daughters are no doubt prodigals because I lost a child before that. And I know that, you know, mm -hmm. that's not an easy task to take no. that on. That grieving from that no. miscarriage was something that I needed to do. You're right. 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 Mm -hmm. And I, society has told us that we, that the losses from, from, miscarriages and infant death and and things are taboo and we don't want to talk about it mm. because it makes people uncomfortable That's right. or they don't know what to say and I think the greatest gift that we can give those mothers is the gift of just acknowledgement acknowledgement of their babies and yes. acknowledgement of their loss and love and mm. because like for me, just a short kind of synopsis of what I went through was, and it's funny because when I was a kid, I remember I had all kinds of baby dolls. I probably played with them much longer than I should have, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. You know, nurturing. I, I know, but I used to pretend I had two very distinct scenarios that I would conjure up. You know, yeah. And the first was that it was my baby's. First day going to church. First uh, Sunday going to church. Uh, and I was just little. Mm. And I remember, you know, the bed was the pew. Mm. And I would show off my baby. And everybody would be oohing and on over her. And then the other one was that the it was that somebody would leave a baby on my doorstep. Mm. And I always just had this really 
deep desire mm -hmm. to adopt before I even knew what that meant. Right. And I know it was the Lord preparing me. Yes. So um, I married my my now ex-husband when I was in college. And after about a year of just trying on our own, and, and during that year, there was a lot of really narcissistic traits that came out, and mm -hmm. I really just wanted to ignore them because I wanted to be a mom. Right. You know, I didn't do him a service either by not focusing yeah. on yes. what was going on in our the marriage. Problems and right. Issues. And I right. didn't want to deal with that. I just wanted to be mm -hmm. a mom. And so, um, after about three years of infertility, we um, I finally found out that I was pregnant. And I was just, I found out on a Friday and I just felt so good. And I had a blood test to prove it. And I was so excited and set mm -hmm. to go to my specialist on Monday. And I just felt so good. And I got up that Saturday and I worked in my yard and was outside in the beautiful sunshine and just praising God. And I just felt so fulfilled nice. and just like my deepest desires were were tangible yes, now, yes. you know, and, but that Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, I started to spot, mm -hmm. and by Sunday night, I was in severe pain, mm -hmm. I was about four weeks pregnant, so it was, I was still very early, yes. um, but I remember when um, I started cramping so badly, I went to my ex-husband, and I said, I'm, I'm, going to miscarry any moment. Yes. I'm miscarrying right now. And he did not want me to mess with him. He was mad I had woke him up. And I went to the bathroom and it was this little bitty bathroom. And I remember I just laid down in the floor and I was bleeding and I was nauseous and I was all by myself and alone. And I, I've, been, I've known God since I was young. I was yes. saved when I was young. But God, you know, his presence became very real. Oh, yeah. Because I had no one. No one. I had no one. And you were there. And I was scared. Mm -hmm. And yes. I was in pain. Mm -hmm. And I had no one. And I just remember saying, God, I can't do this. I mean, I need you. And I need you now. Right. And I did feel his presence. Oh, and it's unlike any, you know, when you have that supernatural yes. feeling of peace that doesn't even make sense. Mm -hmm. In you know, the midst of all your trauma. Yeah. Been there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. I mean, it, yes. it changes things. And it was really hard because I lived in a small town. And, I mean, even though I just found out I was pregnant on Friday, by Sunday, everybody knew I was yes. pregnant at church. So that was hard because people had known that I was going through these um, struggles with yes. fertility. And so then you have to go back and you have to, you have to tell people. Mm -hmm. And so that was really, really hard. And I felt like I didn't have anybody around me that understood, that understood the infertility part. Right. Just the up and down, mm -hmm. you know, roller coaster of it. Yeah. And I mean, and each, you know, you, you start mm -hmm. the month and you're, excited and everything's on the up and up and you're like this is the month that I'm ovulating and all the things mm. you know you do all the shots and you do all this and yes. then you come crashing down and it's just devastating no, it's it a loss work. every month yeah mm. Mm. yeah and so um we tried and I had a I had such a wonderful godly endocrinologist and I told her when I first started going to her I said when it's time for me to stop, 
because physically there's nothing else that can be done, right. you need to tell me because we want to adopt anyway. Yes. When I say we, I mean you, me. But, you know, <laughs> I want to adopt but, anyway. Yes. So I'll use that money mm -hmm. instead of going to huge major surgical right. extremes, you know. Yes. And I know that I had a couple of miscarriages after that as well mm -hmm. that I didn't tell anybody. Um, mm -hmm. I would generally miscarry within hours of having a positive test. Yes. And just the whole way that society treated it mm -hmm. was, well, we're not going to mention it. We're not going to talk about it. That's right. Um, <laughs> it just wasn't meant to be. God had a plan. Right. It was so, I mean, the things that, that people say, and it was meant to be a comfort, yes. but it was so hurtful, you know, and yes. it was, you know, it God just... needed another angel in heaven mm. and, and all these things that just, are not helpful at right. all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're just not. And they're trying to be. They are. But it does not to that mother. It's just gut-wrenching. Right. It yes. Is. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so I felt very alone mm -hmm. in walking that path. Yes. And we, I guess about uh, three more years after that, my endocrinologist said, it's time to stop. She said, if you want to go through more extreme measures, that's fine. And I'll go with, walk with you through it. And she said, but Now's a good time to take your money and adopt. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we took a break. Yeah. And, and we had a, a local woman out of the blue come in one day to my place of work. And she said, do you want to adopt my niece's baby? She's having a baby in a month. Wow. Yeah. And so. That's God. <laughs> well, it was interesting what uh -huh. happened, though. Uh -huh. It was God. But yes. This is interesting what happened. To give you hope, though, in that situation, that time. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So we got the, like, the ultrasound of the baby and saw him on the screen. She was eight months pregnant. Well, very long story short, but the day she had the baby, she changed her mind. So we had a nursery. Mm -hmm. We had all these things. And. She had changed her mind. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard to say this was harder than this or this is more painful than this experience. But it brought back up the anger it, with it, God. It did. It brought up the anger with mm -hmm. God. And the whole time I was thinking, why would God allow me to go through this? And I, I, was, I, I remember specifically saying, why do you hate me so bad? God, what have I ever done mm -hmm. so bad? That I deserve this pain. Right. What is going on? Like, mm -hmm. tell me what I'm doing wrong. Yes. And it was never. It was, it was an unspoken answer. Yes. Honestly. Mm-hmm. That you couldn't see at that time. I couldn't see at that time. <laughs> um. And I and a lot of people ask me, how did you feel? Were you mad? And I called her at the hospital. Yeah. And I told her. I said, you and I were kept from having any communication with each other. Yes. And I just want you to know that I don't blame you. Mm -hmm. I harbor no ill feelings towards you. Mm -hmm. You are his you are his first mama. Yes. And you have every right to keep your child. Mm -hmm. But I want you to know that I've carried him in my heart for years. Yes. And she said, well, you can be his godmother. Oh. And I just said, I just can't. Uh -uh. I can't That's because so in my yes. mind, he's mine. Yes. So I can't just have him and give him back. Yes. 
And so it was a tie that we had to cut. And, you know, after that, oh, my goodness, it was so, it was so crazy devastating because people didn't know what to say and people were awkward. You know, they're awkward around you. And and they're trying to be helpful. They're trying to be helpful, but there really are no words. Mm -hmm. But that was the first real tangible thing that I had because I had his ultrasound picture, Mm -hmm. you know, that I didn't have before with my miscarriage. So it was Mm -hmm. so traumatic. Yes, I can imagine. And so Mm -hmm. after that, about a year after that, we found, uh, we were able to adopt successfully and we adopted a baby girl from Oklahoma. We actually went the weekend after 9-11 yeah. And spent the weekend wow. with her birth mother oh. while she was still pregnant. Yes. Wow. And then um, when she went into labor, she called us two weeks later, and we flew in a mad rush to Oklahoma and made it to the hospital about four hours after she wow. was born. Wow. So it was really cool because they brought they brought my daughter Kennedy in the room yes. with her birth mom. Oh. And her birth mom was able to, you know, give her to me. Yeah. And it was just blessing. Oh, so sweet. Mm. I know. The honor that I have for Jana is just. Oh. Mm. Words cannot describe. Words can't describe, Mm -hmm. you know. And I've got a lot of friends who have placed babies for adoption. And, you know, I just give them so much honor. Because to love a child so much that you would let them Mm. go. Yes. Is just you're to be honored yes. and you're to be respected. Yeah. So please remember that's yes. nothing to be ashamed about Absolutely. because my mm. goodness, that's you know, yes. So after Kennedy was born, about four years later, well, yeah, about three and a half years later, we wanted to adopt again, and I met a girl in Nashville that said she was pregnant and. We went to the attorneys. We did everything we were supposed to do. Um, She met with the attorney. And another extremely long story short, Mm -hmm. she was supposed to come stay with us on Christmas before Kennedy, before the baby was to be born. Mm -hmm. And on her way to, to, on her way to visit us in Cleveland at the time where we were living, or Athens, we were in Athens right then. Um, all of a sudden, she just fell off the face of the earth. Wow. And it was like three days before Christmas. Mm. And I felt like my heart had just, my heart just sank. Mm. And, you know, you have to be that mom. Yes. And you put it, you hold it all together mm-hmm. for your kids. That's right. And I, I really... Mm held it together for Kennedy so she would have a good Christmas. But, you know, then you've got my family, and you don't want to tell them. Asking questions. Because you don't want to ask questions, and Mm -hmm. you don't want to talk about it. But it was just, it was heart-wrenching. And I was so worried about her. Yes. Because I thought, what in the world has happened to her? Yeah. So, we found out through several different people and just a network of people throughout the United States that she was probably a scammer. Mm. And 
we were approached, which was a total God thing. Out of the blue, we were approached by a producer at Dayline yes. who said, would you let us follow you on this path? Wow. And do you think you could talk to her and so we could follow her? So I was able to get back in contact with her. And I really just, honestly, I just played dumb. Yeah. And it was kind of set up like to catch a predator. Right. And so we did find out she was scamming. And we followed her after we gave her a bunch of money that night. Yes. We as in, <laughs> again, yes. as in me. Right. I, I got in the car with one of the producers and we followed her after we had given her a lot of money. And, um, but the crazy thing is, is we were, I was with the production crew. I was with the producers and we were following her. And she was in a restaurant in Nashville, and she called me, and she said, Hey, I'm having contractions. You're going to be a mama tonight. So I thought, you know, you would think when you gave her the money, that would be the last time you talked to her. But she was. Yeah, and, I, and so everybody cool. thought, okay, this is crazy. I mean, it's one, I mean, it's one thing to be mean, but this yes. is like evil cruel oh, that yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. And so... She told me she was in labor and that she would call me when she got to the hospital. And, of course, I was a wreck. And I think the the enormity of everything just really hit me. You. Mm. Yes. And I was by myself. Yes. Again. Mm. And it, the, the producers became my family. I mean, and they were just so loving. And the mm. reporter, you know, sat with me that night and... They were with me when yes. she called me the second time and said, I'm going to head to the hospital in just a few minutes. And she said that while she was at the restaurant. Yes. So, so it, yeah, so it ended up that um, she got her phone turned off mm. right after that phone call. <laughs> and, you know, so your, your mind is telling you that you know it's a scam. You know she's not really pregnant. You know all this. You know she wasn't planning on yes. giving you the baby. But then your heart says something completely different. Yes. So that was a that was a huge mm. that was huge. Mm. And after that, there there was a there was some the legal yes. issues. Mm -hmm. She was actually using her girlfriend's identity. Uh, the girlfriend didn't know. It was like this really twisted. Mm. Crazy, so cruel. crazy, cruel story. Yes. Yeah, and even the reporter said to her, she said, I have met serial killers and rapists, and I've met people that have committed these horrible crimes, but as a mother, I've never encountered something so grossly evil as right. what I'm watching. I've, I've never. That's horrible, isn't it? So, and, but then there was, there was a lot of TV, mm notoriety that kind of came right. with that and publicity that came with that yes. and I never had time to really grieve that so, so and, and, and it's another just uh, exactly torn away from you yeah mm. and it's like what you know what is going on yes. and that the Lord told me that day that we were in Nashville and we did that undercover thing the Lord I was standing at the window and the mm -hmm. Lord told me he said you will minister you're, you're a mother to many, and you will minister to moms. You will That's minister awesome. to other women. And he told me that. Mm -hmm. And so 
And he gave you and the then gift through, of <laughs> I know. And then through that job. I, Exactly. <laughs> so then I ended up with a a beautiful baby boy. Uh-huh. Um I was there for his birth in oh. North Carolina. And um he's now fifteen. Oh. So I've got one that's gonna be sixteen and one that's gonna be twenty one. So um yes. I I never miss an opportunity to share what God has done for me because he truly gave me beauty for ashes. You know, it says Mm. in Psalms that he'll give you beauty for ashes. And he, he totally does. And prays for for Mm. mourning and your circumstance might sound hopeless. It might feel hopeless. Absolutely. Um, you know, but it's not. That's right. Because there's always Him. That's right. And you know, there's so many promises in the Bible for for His children that love Him, that yes. call Him Lord and Savior, mm. that come yes. to Him. And you know, sometimes coming to Him might be in prayer, it might be in praise, mm-hmm. but you know, it might be in grief, in grief, mm. and it might be in yelling, yes. and it might or be anger. in anger. And you know, mm. just so you know, it's okay. Yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's okay. I know. The Lord and I have had many talks when I've been yes. angry with Him, and you know, and and later on, I felt so desperate and guilty. And looking back, and I had shame about that, and I, and I even repented on some of those occasions because he had my best interest mm-hmm. at heart, and I just couldn't see it in the situation at that time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he knows before we even have those thoughts, and he knows he before we even feel like that. Like he knows, <laughs> so it's no surprise to him that we're angry with him. Yeah. We shouldn't be surprised. Um, You know, as long as we allow him to repair our heart, as long as we allow him by surrendering and allow him to take care of what we need to. Yeah, and I think as long as we don't stay in one stage of grief. It's a season. Yeah, if if you're struggling with with being angry and you've been there for a long time and you are not seeing a way out, then then please reach out to somebody. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's so important to do that. And you've got a ministry that yes. I want you to share yes. with everyone quickly. So, okay, that? I have a ministry. It's <laughs> called Sparrows Cry, and you can go to sparrowscry.com, yes. and it will um, send you straight to the website. What we do is we're a ministry for women and men, but you know, yes. women who have lost babies. Yes. If you have had an abortion, we have great uh, resources for you to get healing and to be in hope you've got a baby in heaven you're a mother you're a mother Mm -hmm. um you're not judged you're just loved yes and uh for women who've had who've lost babies through stillbirth and infant death and miscarriage Mm -hmm. we provide an outlet for you to to talk to us and so i want to personally say that if there is anybody out there that needs someone to talk to Yes. Um, you can reach me at the Sparrows Cry website. And we also provide free gift boxes oh. to families in Blunt County, Knox County, surrounding areas. Yeah. And they're free. Oh. And they're filled with things to help you 
memorialize your child and to remember your child mm. and to honor your child. That's so cool. And it is just such a, I've, I've had so many women talk about how healing it's been just to yes. have somebody recognize them. But I, I think the important thing to realize this, this Mother's Day, if we can just lift each other up, yes. if we can honor all moms, mm-hmm. if you know what? If if the pastor says stand up if you're a mother, That's stand right. up stand if you're up. a mother. Whether your whether your kids are here or not, yes. for all those women who have lost kids yes. and lost mm-hmm. adult children and children, yes. mm. I can't even imagine. But 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 this is for this yes. is for you, and it this is. is for you to know that Absolutely. that your grief yes. is real, and that your your children. Are honored, yes, and remembered, and there's hope. There you is know, such hope, and, and I love what her shirt says. I didn't, you're not alone, and she didn't plan this, but no, no I didn't plan it. I would not have worn a shirt. It's all God <laughs> incidents, but it's okay because God had a message on your shirt alone uh-huh. today, which just for everyone. It's love. You're not alone, and we want all of you to know on this Mother's Day that you're not alone. No, and it doesn't matter what your situation is. But we certainly want to extend out that hope to you, and we want to help you. And so, and with the sparrows cry, and just reaching out to Lori, she has information that is wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. And again, it's Debbie Terry, and we have the podcast monthly. So we'll see you next month. Thanks. Thank you. Have a great Mother's Day. (laughs) It's so good.